the all-star app, the number one app in the business, UFC, Bellator, One Championship, PFL, and more. Get the app right now. Link in description. Okay, let's jump into the Kane thing first, man. Kane, he gets bail. Like, I don't think people expected this to happen, no. but it has happened. Yeah. And just your thoughts, man, initial thoughts on just watching this all unfold, you know what I mean, the last, what, year or so, and him been, actually yeah. getting bail. Yeah, I think he's been locked up for eight months. Uh, as of today, he was locked up for eight months. I think uh, he should have been home uh, a lot sooner. Uh, I think it's, it speaks as super, you know, uh, a massive injustice uh, to not only Kane but his family and shows you how um, backwards our justice system is as far as letting someone free who allegedly did certain things to a member of Kane's family. And uh, granted, Kane should have, you know, you know, Kane obviously has to, you know, pay a price for his actions. Uh, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that he should be scot-free, like I said. In previous interviews, I understand where Kane comes from, uh, from being a father. Uh, you know, now being a father too, a little boy, a little girl, I understand where he's coming from. Um, I couldn't tell you within a hundred percent certainty that I wouldn't have acted in the same way, um, because you don't know all the details as far as you know what time. When did Kane find out about the alleged thing? Was it premeditated? Wasn't it premeditated? But the whole situation sucks. Kane should have been out a while ago. Um, and I think it really gives an insight to people who aren't in the know as far as um, who don't deal with the court systems, especially in this, in this country, what the court systems are like, as far as um, you you have a court date in three months, you show up and all of a sudden it gets continuous and you're just like, what's going on? Like, that's how it is in Philadelphia. That's how it is obviously in California. Um, I would get, I know from being a police officer, I would get court dates for, you know, whatever date I'd show up and the ADAs and everyone would be like, I'm ready to go. The defense, oh, you know, they're ready to go. The, and all of a sudden they're asking for a date because they don't have a piece of paper for discovery or, uh, the defendant wasn't brought down out of jail. So obviously shit like that happens. Um, but it's a tactic that certain defense lawyers use. Um, they'll continue to ask for continuances, um, hoping that certain people stop showing up as far as victims, um, as far as police officers. Um, you know, if this if I have a case that's been going on for six months or eight months and it just so happens that the one day that the court case is ready to go, but I'm scheduled vacation, I've been scheduled vacation for two weeks. Yeah, I can go in. But if I'm if I have a trip planned, I'm not going in like if I'm out of the country or. If I'm, you know, spending time with my family, I'm not going in. So it just gives a little bit of insight of as far as, you know, the type of tactics and the, the type of things that we deal with, uh, you know, kind of the, like I said, the ass backwards part of this, this country's judicial system. So. And also Kane, you know, I mean, he, he needs to be on pins and needles while he's free, right? It's, he can't make he, mistakes. Yeah, he can't make mistakes. I, I did see that he, uh. He has to wear a GPS monitoring system. He's got to be within 300 feet. He has to stay away 300 feet from, I think it is obviously the, the person he shot and everyone involved in that, that party. Um, there's probably other circumstances that he has to follow, uh, probably drug testing and uh, checking in. He's got to probably got to be home by a certain time. Like he's got to be in his house by, you know, 
10 o'clock at night. He's only allowed to go to certain places, probably. I think I did see he posted a photo, I think, uh, outside AKA. So he might be allowed to go to AKA. He might be allowed to go to the gym. There, you know, there's there's certain stipulations that you're allowed to do and other things like that. Like uh, if he had like a career outside of outside of fighting, he could probably, you know, go to work and, you know, go to a friend's house, something like that. But yeah, it's, it's good to see him out. It really is. This is why the fans need to push for the Dawkins Brothers podcast. Things like that. Like <laughs> yeah. you have a perspective on certain things that happen in the MMA world that you could yeah. delve into, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I would like to hear that a little bit more. I mean, you could yeah. do a, probably an hour by yourself on yeah, probably, taking yeah. questions I mean, from fans, yeah. right? Yeah, if really, if anyone wants any kind of questions, I really can answer them. But, you know, I can only answer them for, you know, through Philadelphia standpoint, uh, mm-hmm. through my experiences being a, a police officer for 10 years in the city. So, um, but yeah, uh, in my opinion, this, uh, the judicial system certainly in certain areas, uh, needs to be a little bit different, but yeah, yeah that's oh, a whole course, different topic for another, for oh, another spot. No doubt. No doubt, man. And, and you know, when you were coming up and in looking at the heavyweight division, how it was playing out in the UFC before you were in the UFC, were yeah. you expecting to, to maybe possibly fight Kane eventually sometime? Um, Kane was always like the guy that I really enjoyed watching a uh, smaller heavyweight. Uh, he could outwork a lot of guys. He was always like, he was my, he is, you know, one of my favorite fighters. Um, was I expecting to fight him? I would hope to fight him. Uh, you know, back when he was, you know, running in the UFC and doing all that, obviously timing didn't work. Um, so yeah, it's something that I, I really enjoyed watching him. Uh, obviously that's like a dream matchup um to to fight him but can't be can't be dealing with the past man so yeah uh if 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 we had a time machine i would absolutely go back and and try and play game for sure for sure um now you know you coming up through the ranks man you turned pro in 2013 and you've had your share of setbacks throughout your career when you look back at at the changes you made in your life you know i mean like what do you think were some of the the critical changes that you need to make to where you develop into the fight that you are right now, becoming a top 10 heavyweight in the world? It's just like beginning of my career, like through the amateur career and, and all that, it was kind of, uh, it wasn't, this wasn't treated as a profession. It was kind of like, a, this is what I do. And then, you know, I, I have my profession on the side. Um, it was always something that I wish that would turn into a profession. I just didn't think, um, you know, maybe it's just my personality or, the way that the surroundings that where I grew up, you know, people like where we're from don't become top 10 MMA fighters, you know, top 10 people in the world. So I, I didn't really have any kind of lofty expectations. Uh, but once I started seeing that, uh, you know, where I was, you know, making leaps and bounds and even through my certain set, setbacks, like you were saying, um, I started treating it as, as a profession, as, as, being as professional as I could with the certain things that I could, uh, could actually control. Um, you know, like showing up on time, um, for practice, holding other people accountable, uh, the type of effort that I, I was putting in, um, and just, you know, really just trying to, to be, you know, a, a, a professional. Everyone says like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to be a professional fighter, but no one, there's really no like blueprint to be a professional fighter besides getting paid, you know, and doing interviews and going on the UFC. But outside of that, there's really like, 
no blueprint on, on how to be a professional. So I think that was like me trying to figure that out. And, and once I kind of figured that out, that's really where I started, you know, making leaps and bounds in my career. When was that turning point, do you think? Uh, it was probably after I lost to Sean Seed, probably that, probably like right around there, or right after I lost to uh, Zuo Nyawu for the CFFC regional title. That's I think that's really where I kind of like, I was like, all right, I'm tired of fucking losing. Like, uh, I need to start making some changes. And then, uh, yeah, started taking it super seriously. I mean, like, like I always took fighting seriously, but to, but to consciously make this my profession, that that's when I think that's the, around the time when I started like, all right, this is, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And I need to, to, you know, be a hundred percent. So your side chick became like your main chick. That's pretty what much. MMA was, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. I was, yeah, I was all in on being a cop. Uh, you know, I had my own aspirations of like, what I wanted to do as far as in law enforcement, whether that was to um, go to a specialized unit, whether that was to get ranked, become a detective, a sergeant, a lieutenant, whatever that was going to be, my focus then in turn switched to MMA. So that kind of, you know, went to the back burner. Um, I always said that I was going to outrank my father when I retired. Obviously, uh, I've since left the, left the police department. He was a sergeant. I'm just a lonely patrol cop. So he wins on that one, but uh, I think I made it out in the long run a little bit better, so it's good. Does he give you shit about it? Nah, nah. He, he can't say anything. He can't say anything. Like, like what's he? Like, he's big as shit. Like, he's fucking big. Like, <clears throat> my old man's probably, he's like 6'8", 300 pounds. I mean, so, like, yeah, he's big. But he's, you know. Uh, he's SWAT, SWAT dude for fucking 25 years. He's kicking doors, blew his shoulder out. Recently, that's why he's uh, he actually left the job. He hit a door, blew his shoulder, blew his elbow out of reconstructive surgery. Uh, he's just old, man. He's fucking old. And uh, yeah, so but nah, we're we're cool. Uh, but yeah, that was my thing. I was I told him that I was gonna I was gonna outrank him, but I kind of figured that uh, you know once this UFC thing and this fighting thing really was gonna take off, that uh, I could put that to the wayside, chalk that one up. No big deal for me. And then your brother's also a UFC fighter, so your dad's just like, what yeah. the hell's going on with my family? Exactly. Yeah. Bunch of savages. Bunch <laughs> yeah. of savages in our family. Yeah. Yeah, Come you got SWAT, that SWAT dad, two UFC fighters. That's, uh, That's it. Come over for Christmas, yeah. man. You'll have a great time. <laughs> yeah, don't break into that house, man. Let's skip over that house. <laughs> yeah, You know right? what I mean? This year. <laughs> um, now, this fight, man, um, with uh, Jairzinho, it was yeah. supposed to be happening in june october i believe first. or october, october right october yeah, october first and then you know i spoke to jarzino and he told me that it was on his end why they postponed it for for two yeah. months you know what i mean so um and you were understandable about that so you're just yeah, like I'm all right yeah. let's uh yeah i mean it was kind of like a okay uh if he wants to fight i'll fight him um i told the ufc i said i'll fight him uh if they can find me a replacement for october 1st I'll take the replacement. If not, uh, it's no big deal. I'll wait. Um, but it wasn't like, you know, I'm like, I have to fight Jorginho. It's not anything like that. I mean, if if he was going to, if you know, if he got hurt or whatever was going to happen with him, then okay, it's no it's no skin off my back. I don't care. I just want to fight. So it doesn't matter really who I fight. I look at where you guys are ranked in the, <laughs> yeah. in the division, right? He's at 
number nine, you're at number 11. So pretty much you guys are battling for who gets the, a, a crack at one of those bigger names next year, yeah. early next year, right? You got, yeah. you know, like a tie to Avasa, yeah. um, a Derek, you know, even a, a Derek Lewis rematch could be a possibility for yourself Maybe. if you win this yeah. fight. You know what I mean? There's a lot of good matchups in that top 10. Yeah. Um, you had more time to prepare for Jai Does that change anything for you? No, no. Just, just tightening in the the whole game plan up. I'm not, I'm not, you know, changing anything up crazy. It just gives me more time to to work on the things that, you know, we originally planned on working for or planned on working with. So, you know, I'm I'm fine with whether I have a eight week camp or if you know another shit. It was like ten weeks when I got the October first call. So ten weeks plus another two months. So like twenty months. I, I to, excuse me, 20 weeks. So I'm cool with, with a 20 week camp. Uh, that's fine with me. Take a, take a week or two off, but yeah, no, nah. I mean, nothing changes. The, the road to the victory doesn't change. It's just, it's just a longer road. So I'm fine with it. Do you bring in kickboxers to, yes. to emulate them? Yeah. Uh, not to emulate them. I brought in an Italian kickboxer, uh, Jordan, my guy, Jordan. Uh, my brother is also working with him. Um, so he's like really opened uh you know not only my eyes not only my brother's eyes but really everyone that he's been working with in the gym he was here for a full month leading up to that fight uh we had him here from I think it was the all the whole month of august he was he was uh in philadelphia he was staying with the coach um you know i was training with him twice a day for a whole month so i was ready to go um but yeah, he had to go back to, to Italy. He's got his own gym over there. He'll be in my corner. Um, he'll be in my brother's corner, and we'll be working working together. Uh, you know, we call call each other through the WhatsApp and all that good stuff. So you know, it, it's not like I'm not talking to this dude. I'm not working on game plan with him or anything like that. So you know, it's it's really it's really like he never left. I mean, obviously without him holding pads and you know working, you know, physically being there. But yeah, it's awesome. Love that dude. What type of storm are you expecting, man? Because it's gonna be a storm. You know, you you bring it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, yeah. And he this brings is, uh, it, and yeah. it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, this is this is gonna be fun. Uh, yeah. So I fully like this is this is what people don't really like consider or like think about is um like when I when I when I fight at least when with, with me um <clears throat> I fully expect not to come out of that fight the same person um. I say goodbye to my family. I say goodbye to my wife and kids. I don't plan on looking this way ever again. I don't plan on anything on, you know, uh, dude, I'll, I'll have a vacation planned after the fight. Um, but as far as like after parties or, you know, going out like the next following week, I fully expect to just be in the worst possible shape. I fully expect my face to be rearranged. I fully expect to have broken bones and, um, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with uh with that, you know, that that type of lifestyle, this type of lifestyle. Um that's just what I expect out of out of every fight. I mean, we're heavyweights, this is MMA. Um things happen. And you have to be able to accept that and I think that's that's part of my mentality leading up to not only this fight but really every fight going in, especially against the top guys in the world. I mean, anything could really happen, but I'm willing to walk through hell to to get that win. And uh, if he wants to, if he wants to meet me halfway, he can meet me halfway. Um, I know that he's going to be looking to counter and 
do certain things and, and we're going to try and capitalize on that. I'm not trying to, I don't want to, I, I don't want to fight of the night. I don't want to fight of the year thing like that. I want a, a fucking performance of the night and me knocking his ASA out or me choking his ASA out. You know, I would much rather get them than a, a fight of the night because a fight of the night means that I was getting my ass whooped and he was getting his ass whooped too. So I'd much rather just knock him the fuck out. So yeah, that, that, that would be a lot better. You know, when when you talk about that right now, this is the most interesting part of fighting to me is your acceptance of taking just uh, uh, just an insane amount of damage and being comfortable with that. Yeah. Do you think that certain fighters, they don't they don't come to terms with that? And that's why they, you see guys give up because certain guys, you see them give up in, in that cage. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know if there's makes accepting like just fighting I, I accepted like not to get like morbid and shit but being a cop in philadelphia I, I accepted my death a long time ago so i mean um i i always thought that if i didn't get out of the police department you know within like 15 years that after that 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 was really it like i was gonna i was gonna die some somewhere in, in north philly street or an alleyway or something like that i became really comfortable with my own death um i became like, comfortable with accepting the things that i don't have control of um yeah and i fully expect like you said i think some fighters some fighters have an expectation now and granted you have to have that mentality of i fully expect to win i fully expect to run through this guy i fully expect it to, to not to touch me in, in any facet but what happens when that does when when it doesn't work out you know what happens when you get dumped on your head. You know, what happens when he starts touching you up on the feet and you can't do anything about it? You know, like what happens then? People break. Um, and you have to accept all possibilities that things are not going to go your way. And I think that that a training camp is about doing the things that you do well and what will work well against your opponent. But you also have to spend a lot of time in the worst possible positions and accept that, that you're going to be in those worst possible positions. Like I, I'm fully expecting to be in the worst possible position in this fight. And if I'm not awesome, great, cool. But you know, I mean, I fully expect to, you know, be, you know, on my back with him trying to knock me the fuck out. Like when my head scrunched up against the cage, like that's the worst possible, worst possible position is for me to be on my back with him landing big blows on top or him trying to knock my head off in a dominant position. That is the worst possible thing. And if I can accept that and be comfortable in that, in that fire, in those positions and, and work myself through that uh, mentally, then he can't really, he can't really break me in there. You know? So basically you're breaking yourself. So your opponent can't break you. You can't. Yeah. 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 Man, I mean, that's, if, that's wild. Yeah, if, if it's, it's really just like, that's just, it's, that's really just all it is. Like, no man can do anything worse than what I could do to my, you know, do to myself. Like if I could push myself to where I throw up during, during workouts or, you know, I, I quit or, you know, I'm, 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 I'm having that feeling that like I want to quit during a, a practice or I'm getting fucking choked. Like, like it's, it's eight minute, like it's an eight minute round and people are on my back. And then every time I get subbed, a new person comes out or every time I get out, someone else is jumping on my back. It's like, those days suck, man. Like those are the worst possible days or like, people are like grinding on your face like there's like that sucks but i'm okay with it i'm okay with dealing with that shit because i know that you know i can get through that stuff i can get through that in the practice room i can get through that in a fight so we deal it's 15 minutes it's 15 minutes i i'll be fine all right man before i let you go there's yep. one fight i want to talk to you about 
All right. Which is the super fight between Alex Volkanovsky and uh, Islam Mahachev. You said, okay. you know, if Islam wins the title, that said, there will be I no said, other lightweight that would I be said. able to hang with them. And it's kind of like, it, it's kind of coming true what you just said because they're not even putting a lightweight against them. They're going to try to make a super fight and bring the featherweight champ up to lightweight. What do you think of this matchup? First off, I'm not apologizing to anyone. So everyone get the fuck out of my DMs or tagging me on shit. I'm not apologizing to anyone about anything. Nothing about nothing. No. I'm not apologizing to anything. And if people really did read the interview or listen to the interview that we said, that, that we did, I said that if Islam runs through Charles, much like he did, no one in the 155-pound division is going to be able to do anything or get that belt off it. So people need to stop reading headlines and delve a little bit deeper on that. But bulk he looks like a fucking bowling ball um i don't know i'm not making any predictions because last time i made a prediction everyone freaked the fuck out so so listen i like volk i i i love i i like volk i'm a huge fan of volk i'm a huge fan of all the ckb guys i i like all them i hope he pulls it out because i think he's pound for pound is number one right now i I think he is right now pound for pound um people are saying that you know islam should be Pound for pound higher. I think he's like number three right now. Uh, but I just don't think that, obviously, I think that for you to be in the pound for, pound for pound rankings, you have to be a champ and you have to sustain that status for a while for that to be considered. Like for you to even be considered in that, like you can't just win the title and then all of a sudden, oh, he's, he's on the pound for pound list. No, no. I think that you should at least, if you're going to be champion, be champ. And you defended a couple times for you to be even considered to be on that. So recap, I'm not making another prediction. Uh, I'm not apologizing to anybody. Uh, I hope Volk wins. <laughs> uh, and I'm yeah, I'm not. That's it. All, all of it. Yeah. <laughs>